We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is the hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. Episode of What the World Needs More of. My name is Jarek Robbins. I'm your host, and I'm very excited to have a special guest here with me here in studio. <laughs> Randy, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Super excited. I, I've uh, really wanted to have this talk with you for a long time, and hey, here we are. Here we are. Well, I'm excited, uh, and we're going to dive right in to the question of the show, which is what do you believe the world needs more of? Well, there's a lot of things I think the world needs more of. Jarek, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I was thinking about when you invited me on the show is like, wow, one of the things that I feel uh, is missing a lot is um, hard workers. <laughs> hard workers is one of them. Um, a lot of people are slacking nowadays. Everything has become so easy that I think um, working hard has been left like behind. You know, it's so easy to just go online and do something and make a little money and they don't work hard enough for their goals or sometimes people stay behind because they they watch other people on social media do so many things and they get overwhelmed they don't take action and and actually work work hard you know um and another thing that i think the world needs more of is real people like not putting up a front not putting up like you know putting up a picture with a convertible next to you on social media doesn't make you rich you know what i'm saying like like a lot of people are are still in that and that soon enough is it has to go away you know as a whole. It's true. It's true. I, I do believe that. I, I, th- I think hard work, it's interesting. I was reading a statistic yesterday in the small business community, at least within the United States, it says there's been a massive increase of very, m- they call micro businesses, so one person business mm-hmm. that are now making upwards of 500000 or a million dollars a year in revenue yep. with one single person. That's amazing. And there's a huge uptick. And what's interesting when you say hard work, there's no humanly way that human is sitting around doing nothing all day like yep. i guarantee that person is working their face off yep but if they're willing to put in the work you don't even need a hundred people at your office to do it like 100%. it could be one person that's making a million dollars a year which yeah. is massive and another thing is that i don't i don't even think like it's it's it should be about the money mm-hmm. because i mean half a million dollars for one person it's amazing but that's a lot. but if he plays his cards right that same business and he hires people with that money he can have a 2.5 million dollar business or more you know like 100 million dollar business if he's smart about it so that's where i think the hard work also kicks in because i mean building and and thinking about what you're doing taking every decision and and going step by step we were just talking about it like you know learning from your mistakes and knowing where you want to go um to keep yourself happy Mm. you know happiness it's it's basic we need happiness i think that's the other piece i've been reading this book um conscious capitalism mm-hmm. by john mckay and then there's also another one called firms of endearment and it's something special to do with businesses 
where it's no longer just about how much profit can we squeeze out of this thing. Yep. How can we cut down the wages and, and screw our partners over basically to, to get as much profit as possible? Yep. And it's more about saying, hey, how can we take care of the community? Mm -hmm. How can we take care of our shareholders? How can we take care of our, our, our employees? employees? How can we create a place, and th this is something I'm a huge fan of, how can you create a place where someone's happier, healthier, stronger, and more fulfilled as a human being because they spent the last 20 years working with you? Yep. Meaning they look back on their life and they say, I wouldn't be this happy, this healthy, this fulfilled as a human being if I didn't work there. 100%. It's like, wow, how can you do that? But you need them to work hard. Yep. You, you need know? them to work hard. And if they don't, that, that's another thing. I mean, it, y sometimes uh, as an employee, people who are, are, are there's some people that are meant to be employees and not entrepreneurs. So I feel like if you are in that position, you should try to work your butt off, like yeah. work hard at what you're doing, grow in that company and be the best at what you're happy, where you're happy. Yeah. Some people love, love that, 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 uh, that stability of mm -hmm. having that paycheck. They love the stability of going home, not thinking about their business. They're not made for entrepreneurship. You know, yeah. um, I, I was raised with my dad's an entrepreneur and, and since I was probably four or five years old i've seen my dad doing events he also worked for a radio station because that's the format that was back then but he also had his own businesses so i was able to see how an entrepreneur worked hard and my dad worked 10 15 18 hours a day sometimes and he still does you know that's the way he is he loves it and and i was raised like that my brother as well and and i think that's that's something that's in our blood and and one of the, the you were you were uh, touching a very valid point which is learning from that job and it's one of the reasons my dad and I, um, w when we started our company, we started teaching first. I mean, yeah. my dad's been teaching for 30 years, wow. but people have learned from us. Mm -hmm. Then they come and they work with us or for us or, you know, they're our clients or whatever it is. But yep. they already have a basis where they learn and they're growing every day. It's yep. super vital. It's super vital. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Here's a question. What is your wow factor? What makes you uniquely you? And what are some of the moments that help shape it over the years? So what makes me, me, I think, w number one, how I was raised, mm. uh, how my parents raised me. It wasn't the perfect way. Uh, I would definitely say I don't think anyone was really raised perfectly, but it was perfect for what I for, for what I love. I mean, I love entrepreneurship. I love entertainment and I was raised in that environment. Mm. But uh, one of the strongest things, which I, I think is number two, is being an immigrant in this country. Mm. Uh, because I literally went from, you know, I, I came here when I was seven years old. I didn't speak English. And um, my dad came from being a very successful entrepreneur and broadcaster in our country to coming to a whole new country and, and starting from scratch. Mm. You know, I saw my parents, my mom cleaning houses, you know, delivering flowers, my dad delivering pizza, all the way to becoming a real estate agent and all the way now to becoming back to what he was which is a, a broadcaster. So yep. all of that uh, road that he traveled, you know, he opened up uh, restaurants, he opened up newspapers, he wow. he had all kinds of businesses, you know, like tele uh, phone, uh, what is this called, uh, telemarketing? Yeah. We had telemarketing businesses. We had all of that, and I saw it rise and fail. Yep. So those mistakes that they made, it's kind of like my book, <laughs> you know, like yeah. like that. Um, like the, the we were just talking about The Road Less uh, Stupid. Yep. Um, a great book, by the way. I really want to read it. Um, from what you told me, is a really good book. So, um, and and those those mistakes that they made, um, I learned from them, and and it's important to learn from them. Not not just to like, oh, that's what they did, that sucks. You know, like no, it's like this is what they did, this is what they did. How can I use it to my advantage in the future? You know, that that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So definitely those two things. Um, and third was something that shaped me 
hard, hard, hard. It shaped me was my car accident. I had a car accident back mm. in 2012, and it, it was so I, I nearly flew out of the car. I nearly flew out of the car. It was something that that was incredible. Like I, I, I still can't believe that I'm alive because it, it, it was. I was in the back seat of a suburban. It was a, a truck, a suburban. I, I fell asleep in the back. I was. I just finished DJing uh, here, actually, in Miami Beach. And I had just come from a from a tour, and I came back, and it was like the last gig, and I was gonna rest for like a month or two. And my friend was driving; she fell asleep on the wheel. She ha- she wasn't even drinking. Mm. She fell asleep on the wheel. Seven in the morning, I ninety five, so we were going about seventy miles an hour, and I didn't have my seatbelt on. Mm. We hit. We went from seventy miles an hour to zero, um, in a snap. Uh, we we hit the median between an exit on the highway and the actual highway, oh. so it was the barrels of sand. Oh. So we hit the barrels head on, and it just stopped the car completely. So I projected forward, and my two knees got stuck between the center console, which is what held me back. Oh. And my head hit the windshield, which also kind of helped, and I I held on to the radio so I wouldn't like go flying forward. But at that moment, I was like, whoa. You know, I was like, okay, I just got in a car accident. I just got in a car accident. Everything's okay. I touched myself. I looked at myself. I was like, okay, I'm good. I looked to the left. She was passed out, the driver. Mm. And the other girl that was with us wasn't even in the car. I was like, at that point, I I didn't know what was going on at all. On stars was like, help is on the way. I was like, whoa, so much, (laughs) you know, so many things going on, you know, in like three seconds. Your fairy godmother via on (laughs) Help is on the way. You're like, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I was like kind of a... I'm not annoyed, but I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Let me concentrate. I was like, hold on. Let me, because, you, you know, you try to focus in that moment yep. and you have like the adrenaline rushing. Nothing hurts at that moment. Like yep. I was bleeding and everything. Nothing hurt at that moment. And I was like, okay, the girl finally woke up. The driver finally woke up and I was like, okay, we're good. She, the first thing she said, she's like, oh my God, my dad's going to kill me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> this girl's thinking about her dad right now. And then the other girl was like in shock going around the car. And I was the one to calm them down until they're like, they look at me and they're like, you have a glass in your head. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, is there like a piece of glass stuck in my head? And I'm like, it's all good. And they're like, no, there's pieces of glass. I was like, okay, cool. Firefighters came and everything. And they took me. I was about eight months in rehab. Like, wow. trying to come back to walk and everything. And that really sh- reshaped everything. You know, um, one of the things it, it took me to was, um, w- was to do a spiritual retreat mm. um, that one of my friends is like, hey, you should do it. You know, this and that. So I did it, and it, it actually helped a lot. It helped. I really recommend doing that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure every religion is different, but, um, but you know, it's, it's really something that relaxes you, grounds you. Mm-hmm. And those eight months, I was thinking about what I wanted to do. Um, and from there on, I've, I've been taking action. I've been, I mean, before that, I had been doing events. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a lot of events here in Miami. I was touring, DJing. I had, you know, a group of DJs and everything. I, w- I was always a work hard, a hard worker. But um, but after that, it was more like, let me think of the long term mm. and make sure I can enjoy every single thing that I do. Yeah. You know, just enjoy it. And, and I try to make money from everything that I love. Yeah. So I sometimes I want to go out and I want to go to a club instead of wasting money in a bottle, whatever. I have a DJ company. <laughs> so, I you know, I have the DJs. I go out, I accompany I, I my DJs and we, we get, you know, drinks or whatever it is. I have fun when I when I do that. If I don't want to go out, I'm still making money from that, you know. Yeah. So so that's one of the businesses that I started because I, it, I know it's something that I love to do and something that I'm going to enjoy. Yep. Radio as well. We started the radio station, which you went to the other day. Um, we, we started that, um, with my brother, I'm starting something that's like a marketing company. So like things have changed for me in that sense, because now I see things more, whether I love to do them or not, I'm not just taking up on anything, you know, sometimes you got to say no to things, you know, 
Absolutely. projects. I remember I, I, I had taken a cruise and I hadn't taken a vacation probably in five and a half years when I first started my company. And I was just working, 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 Com- business operator yep. purely. Yep. And and I remember this trip came up and it was seven days and there were 15 days, seven countries. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. So I signed up for it, brought some friends with me. And I was on this trip. I was like, wow, I forgot what it is even like to go on a trip like this and just <laughs> relax. Nothing and and relax work. to me was still using the shipboard Wi-Fi to check my emails four times 100%. a day. 100%. But I was still, it was relaxing. It was way more relaxing than being at home. And I remember being on the, on the ship thinking, man, I wonder if I could do this, but not have to pay to be here. Mm-hmm. This is like my first thought. So yep. I wonder if I could do it instead of paying for it. I wonder if I could do it for free somehow. Right. And I remember one of my friends was like, you should talk on board. Really? There you go. And they're like, yeah, let me go ask around. So literally one of my friends went and asked around and said, hey, who's in charge of like who curates the speakers or the performers, stuff like that? So then she negotiated with them. She got me on the next one. Literally, they, they were like, well, we won't pay you, but we'll give you a free cabin in return for you speaking twice on the ship. I was like, don't. <laughs> That's amazing. And then I was, That's awesome. I, I was still sitting there, though, and I'm like, I wonder if I can get paid to take this trip. Mm-hmm. So as I look around, I'm like, they won't pay me to do it. They'll give me a free trip, which is amazing. And then I went back to him, like, can I invite people to come with me in a special thing just with me? They're like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, do you guys want a split of that? And he's like, no, no, you sell it, you keep it. Wow. So nice. I go, okay. So we created a fee, we created a retreat, and then the next trip, we made profit taking a cruise. That is I was like, awesome. This is amazing. I'm getting paid to go on vacation. You thought like, it, you created it, you made it happen. That's yeah, awesome. But it falls in line specifically with exactly yeah. what you said, which is you find something you love to do, something you would actually pay to go do because you love mm-hmm. it and it's fun, and then, then reverse it and be like, well, I wonder if I could at least do it for free. Yep. And then wait a minute. I wonder if I can get paid to do this where someone's literally paying you to do something that you would have paid to do yourself, and you're sitting there with a smile on your face being like, <laughs> <laughs> I just got paid to yep. do something I would have paid for. That's yep. incredible. Yeah, it's 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 being s- it's thinking because, I mean, yep. it's not hard. No. <laughs> It's not hard. I, I it's thinking ev- and doing it. So. I hope every NBA player feels like that every game. They're like, this is amazing. I got I paid to shoot the basketball. <laughs> 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 They're just like, yeah. Hey, but you know what? That's a lot of stress it also. Is. And they work every single day so hard. But it I is. mean, so do we. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but but so I, I hope they feel that way, though. Yep. Yeah. I, I, you know, I hope they don't feel like, gosh, darn it. I got to go do this again. <laughs> like, I hope they're like, yes, I get to play. Like, but you know what? That, that's where I think also like entrepreneurship with being being smart, a smart entrepreneur and thinking business is is vital. Mm-hmm. But thinking also with the heart, with, yeah. with what you love to do, with making sure people are, are feel comfortable there. Um, that's one thing that I, at first I didn't, I didn't see what my, my dad was doing with this, but I admire and I love it. Mm-hmm. He, from the beginning of, of our, our, our business, we, we just launched Pangea FM, um, five years ago, by the way, we just turned five. Wow. So, um, when we first launched, he would always make coffee and bring it to every single guest, mm-hmm. no matter who it was. It could have been the biggest or the smallest. He could have been really busy, but he goes, he gets the coffee and brings it. Like we can have an assistant do that, yeah. you know? But he's like, I'd rather do it myself, bring it to them. They'll feel the love. They'll feel good. They'll feel like they're taken care of. Like, you know, and sometimes they're like, who's this old guy that's helping me, bringing me coffee? What's he doing that job? You know, like, yeah. but he's like, oh, I'm, I'm the owner of the business. Like, they're like, oh, shoot. You know, like, yeah. that's awesome. You know, he's, he's taking care of us. I think something as small as that is putting love into your business. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people think about business or entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurship as, you know, I'm trying to play this smart. And m- if I have to do less and make more money, it's good. But sometimes you have to put, you know, put a role on it. You know, like right. you need a role, you know. So I think it's a balance of both things, right? I, I think so as well. Here's a question. 
What's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble along the journey? I think that 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 car accident <laughs> definitely, definitely that car accident was 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 huge for me. I mean, I was down for a long time. Um, for for I mean, I was uh, at the time I was also doing like voiceovers. I was doing dubbing. I was doing so many things, and it was just not everything that I loved to do. Um, and 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 it just like uh, it just brought me like god you know <laughs> like he has it he, you know it's he, he is he's the one that manages the time here you know like it made me r actually realize that you know yeah. like you don't realize it until something grounds you sometimes it's true so it's true my grandma always says something growing up she goes you know i'm not afraid of anything because it's your time to go it's your time to go and i found true 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 peace in that statement it mm -hmm. took away so many random fears that used to exist before i really got connected with what she shared with me mm -hmm. she's like honey if it's your time to go, your time to go. There's nothing you can do to prevent it. Yep. And if it's not your time to go, eh, you'll be here. Why be afraid? Why waste thought? Yeah. And I remember even I, I, I'd gotten sick. I, I told the story before. Where I got sick and teaching you organic farming in Uganda. I got malaria twice and got totally had yeah. six days left to live. And in those moments, though, just what you said, it brings you like it's almost like that Back vacuum thing in a movie where it's like shoo, mm -hmm. and you're very much just in this moment. And you start to think about what really actually matters. Yeah. And it's very humbling because it's like, wow, all this stuff around me really doesn't matter. And then you have to ask the question, well, what does matter? It's like you said, being from your heart, connecting with the people that matter, serving the community around you, showing up and, and doing the things that make them feel seen and heard and felt. And it's like when you get back to that place, yep. I think the tricky part is figuring out how to stay in that place. Mm -hmm. As down, like life keeps pulling you in other directions, I think it's keeping it present always, and it's kind of sad with the yeah. way we have to actually kind of control that. But if if you think that the worst thing that can possibly happen to you happens to you when something else is going on, so if something's going on in your business and you're like, "Wow, what if X person that I so much that I love so much passes away right now?" Yeah. You're just gonna be like, "That's not a big deal. Let's move on. Let's keep going yeah. forward." You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's something that's that's that I think it's it's important and. And one th one question I, I had for you: What's your view on what's going on with 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 the depression, with so many people being depressed, committing suicide, and everything? Like, what's your view on that as a psychologist? So I, I'm so technically I'm not a psychologist. Okay. Uh, I have a background in psychology, but just basic level, and and I study human behavior. Human behavior. So I'll just okay. say that for everyone listening. Yeah, of course. Of not course. a licensed therapist. So <laughs> <laughs> this is only well, as even good even as more with human behavior. Yeah. So yeah. with human behavior. Um, it, it's about chemistry piece. I just posted something about this on Instagram, and it's the difference. Let me pull it up real quick. It's the difference between dopamine and serotonin, and there's a beautiful clip online where a, a, a therapist is going through this concept, and, and we're addicted so much to dopamine, which is pleasure. Mm -hmm. And so dopamine only has five receptors, and the neurotransmitter fuels desire and motivation. That's what it does. Um, think facts about dopamine. It's addictive. It's short-term, like enjoying a piece of cake. It's visceral, meaning it's felt everywhere in the body. It inspires taking. So like cashing your chips into the casino, you want to take it. You want to get it. Uh, from there, it's typically experienced alone. So eating, shopping, drinking, binging, it's by yourself. By yourself. It's not with other people. And then it also makes the brain says, this feels good. I want more. And too much leads to addiction. So this is dopamine versus serotonin, which is happiness, and dopamine is pleasure, serotonin is happiness. 
So serotonin spreads happiness signals all throughout the brain, touching at least 14 different receptors versus five. Mm. Here's the, the facts about it. It's not addictive. It's long-term, like contentment, meaning you can look back five years from now and still be proud of it and still feel good of it. That's versus crazy. you eat a piece of cake, you might feel bad sure. about it literally 15 seconds later and go, oh, why did I do that? Uh. Mm -hmm. And then this one, five years later, you'll still be proud of it. Um, it's ethereal, I think that says. Mm -hmm. It's felt above the neck, so it's felt in the, the upper regions, not, not all over. It inspires giving, like volunteering at a soup kitchen. It's generally shared with others. So spending time with friends, family, colleagues, or a congregation of, of groups. And it makes the brain says, this feels good and it's enough. Versus I want more, it says, this is enough. This is enough, yeah. And the final piece is, this too leads, too little of this leads to depression. So if you look at the difference between serotonin and um, dopamine here, you then have to ask, what actions can we take every day? actually produce the serotonin and the fun part is this is scientifically proven so this isn't guessing this isn't yep. anything there's a book um right over here called the happiness advantage uh, by a gentleman named sean Aker. he did research all about happiness at harvard which is fascinating because he says what what in the world could students at harvard be unhappy about you're the smartest brightest hardest working people and he's like but he found kids there massively depressed massively stressed out suicidal all this stuff he's like what mm. in the world <laughs> You're supposed to be the, the best. Like, yeah. why are you why are you struggling? And, and what they found out was so many different reasons that caused it, but they found out there's a solution, and they scientifically proved there's certain things you can do. Um, a few of them, let me get to you the exact lineup. Number one is, uh, so it's by a study in 2003 where writing down three gratitudes every day. So just writing it down. Just end of every day, write down three things that I'm grateful for. Um, there was a, a follow-up study done at Stanford that shows if you take each one and you come up with five reasons why you're truly grateful for it, it'll deepen the feeling wow. and experience in your body. But just the three gratitudes is, is enough. Uh, second one is journaling. This, this was a research study done in 2006 that said if you capture the good things that happened today, you just write about them at the end of the day. Next one is exercises. The research study done in 2000. This one was interesting. So this one they took people who were clinically depressed. They put group A and gave them just medication. Group B, they did medication and exercise. And group C, they did just exercise. Nice. 30 days later, they checked how they did. All of them had the equal positive results 30 days later, meaning exercise was just as potent as depression medication wow. was. Here's what's wild. They did a six-month, nine-month, 12-month evaluation. At nine months... The relapse rate was, uh, I'm forgetting the exact numbers, the relapse rate for medication was extremely high. So let's say 90% wow. relapse rate for people who are on medication. And nine months later, yeah. they're depressed again. The exercise group was down to like 30% relapse rate. That's insane. Meaning they started a new habit that transformed their life that they kept doing. Therefore, they never relapsed back because they had adjusted the biochemistry and by the habitual ritual of working out every day, they literally rewired the chemistry inside of their body. That's insane. They didn't need the medication anymore. At all. At so all. So exercise. Next one, meditation. Study done in 2007 shows it helps. And then final study in 2005 shows random act of kindness. So doing something kind for people around you. All these things produce serotonin in your brain. All of them. All of them. Scientifically proven. Yep. So you don't have to guess anymore. So, so would you say there should be a, a balance between 
dopamine and serotonin? So dopamine's fun. Dopamine's the stuff that's like, yeah, you know, it's exciting. It's like buying a new car. Yay, it feels good. And six months later, you're like, why did I buy the one that has such stupid, expensive <laughs> gas? And it's like, yeah. why isn't it still exciting? Yeah. It's like because it was dopamine. It felt fun. And it, sure. I, I think I think, I think it's until, I mean, you know, there's uh, until some point, um, sometimes the dopamine can mean happiness if it's what you really, like, love, if you really want. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. It's, it's always your short term, though. Yeah. It's, it's just short term. Yeah. And and if you know that, you can use it apparently. You if know. you know that. Yeah. yeah. So here's That's the key. Education's important. the first part. You got to understand the difference and then choose which you which you need. 100%. And so whenever I run into someone who's depressed or upset, I, I, I wrote it in the notes of this little comment on Instagram, which I always tell them the same thing. Here's what I want you to do. First, you have so much going on in your head. I guarantee that's where all this upset is coming from because mm-hmm. you're thinking about it so much. We need to clear your head. Go take an ice-cold three-minute shower. People are like, why does it have to be three minutes? Why is it <laughs> ice cold? I was like, because I know this just as well as you do. If I jam you in a bucket of ice for three minutes, I guarantee you can't think of anything at the end of three minutes. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's so cold, it shocks the tar out of your body, and you go <gasps> on the other side, and all your thoughts are gone. Yep. Perfect. That's all we want. We just want your mind to clear. Now it's clear. <laughs> now let's put in the good stuff first. And then everything else instead of everything else and then the good stuff. So we get you to clear your mind by shocking your body with cold water. Yeah. <laughs> it Whatever it takes, but that's awesome. But it has that's a good a side effects. There's a guy yeah. named Wim Hof who, who studied this stuff. My friend who runs the neuroscience lab at Stanford, they studied this guy. He has 16 Guinness Book World Records of doing the craziest stuff under extreme cold circumstances. And so when they studied him, what they found out was extreme cold – for that three-minute ice-cold shower or immersing yourself in the ice bath stuff, it produces what they call super performance, which are all the side effects or fight or flight without any of the negative consequences. Wow. So your muscles tighten, your body breaks down sugar more efficiently, basically as if a tiger was about to attack you and you become superhuman, you get all of those benefits Mm -hmm. without any of the negative stress. Wow. Just for that three-minute ice-cold plus a certain breathing routine. So if I can get you to do that, we're going to get not only a clear mind, we're going to get this superhuman version of yourself that feels like you could run face first through a brick wall and crush that thing. That is amazing. Now, let's go write down what we're grateful for. Let's go do these things. So you feel strong and powerful. You feel You're unstoppable. Focused. And we're locking you into what's good and using both at the same time. And if you do this stuff for 30 days. It would I mean, be every day for 30 days. Every day for 30 days. That's it. I mean, do it for seven if you need somewhere to start. What is it, a five-minute thing? It's not even like, yeah, yeah it's but awesome. But what's funny is doing these little routines. Changes forever, yeah. People come back and they're like, I feel so much better. What happened? Like, you're magic. I'm like, same. It's not <laughs> me, dude. <laughs> you did the work. Yeah. I just showed you the right tactics to do, and we weren't doing it because it's a good thing to do. We were doing it because it changes your biochemistry. Yep. And when we start doing stuff like that, now you can transform somebody. And again, I tell them these ran- – to them, it sounds like I'm asking them to do random stuff. Mm-hmm. Go work out. Write down three things you're grateful for. Do a random act of kindness. Do a cold shower. They're like, how does any of this yeah, help how me Yeah, how does it make sense? Yeah. Like, you're not talking to me about my problems. You didn't help me heal anything. I'm like, that's okay. But once I can get you to the best version of yourself, you can handle all that other stuff. Right. You're smart enough. You're strong enough. You, you're capable. Of, most people know what to do. It's just they're not the best version of themselves, so it's really hard to do it. Mm-hmm. But when they're the best version of themselves, it's freaking easy to do all the stuff they know they should be doing. So that's what Basic. we aim for. Yep, 100%. What's your uh, short term? What's your uh, dopamine? What do you ever do um, short term? I mean, 
lots of little stuff. It depends on what we're going through. Like, I started playing a little game on my phone because it was <laughs> fun. That's all dopamine. Yeah. Um, honestly, helping people, to me, is probably dopamine and serotonin to an extent. I get messages every day from people all over the world who are either celebrating something or challenged with something. And they're and I don't – I mean, they trust me enough to say, hey, how would you handle this? That's awesome. And I always start off with, I probably am wrong, but here's what I would try. <laughs> <laughs> and they try it, and I get a message back three days later, and they're like, I got the job. I'm like, hey, it worked. Three-minute ice cold shower. Focus on what you can give instead of what you can get. And they're like, yeah, That's it worked. It. I got a job. I'm like, cool. So I get that one a lot. I get people who are struggling with depression. I tell them to do the things we just talked about, and they're like, hey, I feel better. Thanks. I'm like, great. And so How can we do this like to, to help people like in a, in a massive way if in, in, in the depression topic? Uh, one person at a time. It has to be one person at a time? It doesn't have to be. Um, but but this is, you know, my truth has been, I s when I started out, I wanted to touch everybody and reach everybody mm -hmm. and change everybody. And and someone told me, told me that starfish story where it's like 100,000 starfish on the beach and the little kid's running down the beach, chucking one at a time into the ocean. The old guy goes, hey, kid, don't waste your time. There's no way you can get them all. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. And the kid picks up one more and goes, it matters to this one, and throws it in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> and keeps going. Yeah. And and I realized something. I, I was always frustrated or overwhelmed because I was trying to get to everybody. Right. And then I said, why don't I just, why don't I allow myself to win instead of always feel like I'm behind? And I said, if I'm going to win, why don't I make it easy? And so I changed it. And I said, listen, our goal is no longer to change 100 million, a billion lives, 7 billion people's perspective. I said, listen, our goal is to get to the person who needs us most at the moment they need it with the message they need. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't know who they are, where they are, what they need. But our goal is to have that every yeah. day is to push good thoughts into the world and hopefully it gets to them. And it doesn't matter if we get to them or someone reposts it and that's how it gets to them or someone shares it with a friend and that's how it gets to them mm -hmm. or someone steals it and says it in their words and that's how it gets to them. It doesn't matter. That's when I stopped taking my name off of all the stuff when I was creating stuff and always putting my logo on it because mm -hmm. it was my stuff. I stopped doing all that because I said, you know what? As long as the person gets what they needed, I don't care if it was me or number 730,000 person that somehow connected to me in some way that happened to share it or dropped their phone on the floor and the pic person picked it up and went, wow, that's useful and it saves their life. Yep. It doesn't matter as long as it got to them. And when I started focusing on that, everything changed. Our business grew 100%. astronomically. People wanted to be on board. Our community exploded. Everything happened because we focused on what was real, which is just getting to the person who needs us. Yep. And same thing. I, I don't know who's listening to this right now, but – Whoever you are, I hope you find what you're looking for. And and it's really a blessing to know that every day it reaches those people. And how you reach them in mass, my belief is, is every day if we keep doing that, a couple things will happen. One, the handful of people that relate to us will connect with something we say, and it will make that difference in their life. Two, someone will be inspired to go do something or say something or, or act in a certain way that will cause that ripple to happen, and they'll do it, and they'll change their life. And I think Tupac said that, like, I don't have to be the one to change the world, but I'm going to inspire someone that does. Yep. And if every day you're, you're thinking that way, where you let go of having to be the person that does it and let go of that ego aspect and just be like, hey, I'm here as a servant and I'm here of service. And if what service I can add to the world will either spark somebody or help someone or inspire someone that does go and make the difference, bingo. We're 100%. One person at a time. And yeah. grow. And if you if you can get to inspire three people, three new people every single day, or one new person every single day, you're gonna get to that to the long term goal too. But yeah. but you don't need that. You just need person, you know, face to face. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And that that's the part that we aim for. 
Mm-hmm. That's what we adjusted. Okay. Couple more questions for you, and we might let's have to it. go fast because I've got a coaching session coming <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Um, what has been an awe-inspiring moment over the years? Uh, a what? Awe-inspiring. Something that left your jaw on the ground just going, wow. Um, you know you know something that, that surprises me mm-hmm. is, is m- my dad and I in our business, uh, we just work hard every day, and we don't sometimes look back and see everything we've built. Mm. And that right there, I think it's just like sometimes we've seen just just what we were talking about, how many lives we've in, impacted, how many people we've helped. Because, again, we're we're an academy. So so a lot of people come and they're 40, 50 years old and they're like, I've always wanted to be a broadcaster. I've always wanted to be on air on camera or whatever. And we help them make that dream come true, mm-hmm. something that they didn't do because of their parents back in the 50s, 60s that didn't let them do it. Yep. You know, and, and, and now they have the opportunity of taking decisions on, on, on their own terms and and, and doing it. So we're, you know, especially in the Spanish industry, Hispanic industry, that people come from other countries yep. and they're, they're limited. They, they can't do what they were over there or what they wanted to do over there. And here, where are those people that make that happen for, for a lot of people that, that, that we've uh, been able to help? So I think that is something that, that is super humbling, back to the other question, but also something that, that is wow. It's Im- impressive to me. It's super impressive. I love that. Yeah. What about your greatest fear? Losing my memory. Hmm. Alzheimer's mm. kind of thing. And is that just something random that showed up? or is It's it random, yeah. I, I, I thankfully I haven't had any first-hand experiences. Mm. But I'm the type of person that I've always liked to s- – to I, I, don't, I don't like school. <laughs> I'm r- I, was, I was always really bad in school. Whether I mean, in college a lot better because it was what I loved to do, every single one of them, mm-hmm. um, every single one of the, the careers I studied. But um, – I think I've I've worked so hard to to learn from other people, learn from people's mistakes, uh, to create my own path, to try to build, to study what I love, to see other people's like what they were doing right, what they were doing wrong, and me take my things into my own hands and like kind of like analyzing everything and making my own path of it. That if I forget everything that I did and I forget everything, it's just like now what? If you forget it, like, what would I be without all, all of the knowledge today? What would I be without all of that knowledge that I've, you know, accumulated? So I think that's a big fear of mine, mm. you know? That's unique. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. But I, too, would not like to lose all my memories. Those are some of my favorite things in think life. Think about it. All the other tactics that you use that you can possibly use over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like the, the cruise, you would show up in the cruising and you'd just be like, Oh, what if I can make this happen? <laughs> you know, like could be fun though. It could be fun. I, I think <laughs> something that's interesting. Every one of these little things uh-huh. aren't necessarily the thing that matters, but each one of these are a memory a from memory. different trips and experiences think of my about life. That. All the memories that you've. That's why they're all here in, in, in my office. Is every one of Does these that ground you? Different trip like when you come in here and you look at each one of them and you're just like. They're some of my favorite things. Because they're the memories, they're the yeah. experience, they're the trip that it was from. And I remember just by looking at the little pyramids, I remember it was my dad and I, he was a judge at Miss Universe in, in Cyprus. And then we took a plane over to Egypt and went and saw the pyramids for a day and then flew home and I was in high school. <laughs> and I remember kids were like, oh, what did you do this weekend? We all raised my hand. I'm like, oh, I went and saw the pyramids in Egypt. And everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> I was like, pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Was there Instagram back then? No, no. Instagram. No MySpace? I, I had photo <laughs> albums. They were like, whoa. You went to, to CVS to go get them printed. Exactly. <laughs> 24 hours. But it, but it was funny. But those, those are memories. And, and 
you know, it wasn't showing other people. It was just looking back. And still today, those little things yep. that cost 50 cents somewhere on the side of the road bring back the entire memory just having it there. Yep. It's so valuable. Here's one. What are you most excited about for your future? Um. So my, I think my projects, mm. all of them. Because I'm what what my like my thought on on everything right now is like I'm building separate companies, hmm. but since it's everything is under the entertainment industry, yep. at some point everything's gonna come back. Like everything's gonna like kind of connect with each other yep. from marketing, the DJs, the radio station, the coverage that I do, you know, the press coverage. So at some point I'm gonna be doing a press coverage for the radio station, and it's gonna be my own artist or my own DJ that I'm interviewing, yep. and it's gonna be for my own company. So it's like at the end of the day, everything's gonna join together, and not only for me, but for everyone that works with me. And I'm super excited about that because it's not something that I want in a year or two. It's something that I'm thinking long term. I'm thinking okay. like 40 years from now, making okay. that happen. You know, so I'm I'm building and just building every day for those moments. So I'm super excited about that, uh, about when that when that'll happen. Not 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 in a rush though. I I really want to take things slow when it comes to that. Like I, I feel like I'm I'm in a rush day to day to make the day to day things work, yep. in order for the long term to be like finally get there you know like i think that's, that's the awesome. best way to build you know brick by brick yeah make sure making sure every brick is perfect and then at the end of the day you look back and you're like ah, i got the whole wall i like that yeah i like that okay final three questions let's do it number one where do you focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life each day as of right now mm, majority of my thoughts and everything is on productivity productivity yeah. okay what would you say is one key to your success in productivity Focus. Focus. Yeah. Okay. Focus. Not losing focus. Not not uh wasting time. Like everything that, that I'll do. like I'll wake up in the mornings and I'll listen to podcasts from seven, eight in the morning and then I'll get to work at twelve, but I already checked my emails, I already did like I focus. I'm always working. I'm 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 at an event with one of the DJs and I'm on my email and I'm still working. Like uh, just being on top of, of, of things, you know, and, and I think teamwork as well hmm. is something that I you know, yeah. Dive in on. Yeah. Final question. What's one actionable tip that can help others achieve the experience that kind of success in their life? So when it comes to focus, to have that high focus, high productivity, what's one tip we could leave them with? I think don't think about it too much, you know? Don't think about it too much. Um, I mean, I, I, I've never in my life, I've never found excuses for things. And I think it was part because I saw my, my dad is the type of person – we 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 both have that example with the where we have our our fathers that probably taught us a lot of, of what we actually do nowadays, yep. and we got the good things and the bad things. Yep. So we have to learn how to process those bad things. But I saw my dad uh, not think things through mm. and just do them, which is an amazing and a really bad thing at the same time. Yep. So um, so he's the type of he's today he's still the same person like he's still the same type of person he thinks something he says i want to make this couch and he'll just go to home depot and buy buy stuff like you know and but he'll come back and he'll make a couch you know like like he doesn't stop and like oh man but then i have to drive to it. like stop complaining you know like don't complain yeah just do it so i was raised in that so now i try to like balance it you know like think things through but not take too long and just make it happen yeah and whenever i do that things always turn out really good so you just that. make it happen just do it i love that I love that. Well, thank you, sir, for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for taking time to tune in. If you love what you're hearing, please share. We believe that sharing is caring, and we like caring people around here, so make sure to share this with a friend, a colleague, a family member, someone who needs to hear this episode. 
Also, make sure to subscribe and leave your feedback on iTunes and let us know if you're loving these episodes. We always love a rating and a comment. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you all next episode. Thank you.